Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome back to the life and Torah of our leaders. Elozman, Tafshin, Peyalif. Live Tuesday mornings with First Seder Bismedrish at 11.30. And a special welcome to our Torah anytime viewers and listeners who will, Be'ezus Hashem, be joining us for the shir. So, we left off uh, before Ben Azmanim with a series on different Paiskim. We did the Chayadam, we did the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, we did Rabbi Yaakov Milisa, the Nesivas, the Derech HaChayim, and we are going to continue with this series. And today we are going to talk about the Magan Avram, whose yard site happens to be Gimel Tishrei, the same day as the Chaya Adam. Um, the Magan Avram was Nifter in 1682 in Tuf Mem Gimel. And the Chaya Adam was in 1820, so it was a couple years apart, 140 years and change, but um, they have the same yard site. Now, this is the, the story of the Magan Avram is fascinating, like all the stories of all the G'daylim, um the history of the G'daylim. Every time I prepare a share, I say, wow, this must be the most fascinating Gadol that I've done so far. And my wife says to me, you say that almost every time. But uh, in the Magan Avram, we're going to see a very clear Hashkacha Pratis. How HaKadosh Baruch Hu clearly has chosen certain Paiskim Gidoilim and gives them a certain Hatzlacha in order for Psak Halacha to be the way the Rabbi wants it. And as we'll see, um, we'll see uh, um, what I'm referring to throughout this year. The Magan Avram's name was Avram Abli. Now we already know from a few of our G'daylim that Abli is a nickname for Avram, like Avram is, is Avram Abba. Abba is a nickname for Avram, and Abli or Abli is a nickname as well. So he's called Avram Abli Gumbinar. He was from a city called Gumbin. That was his name. He was born Be'erech around the year 1637, Shin Sadi Zayin, in the city of Gumbin. Gumbin is a city that is about 113 kilometers west of Warsaw and uh, about 110 kilometers north of Lodz. So there's Warsaw, Lodz, and then Gumbin, like in a triangle. Central Poland, a little ce- central, a little bit to the west. His father was named Reb Chaim Halevi. He was one of the Chasheva people in the city of Gumbin. About his mother, they say that every morning he w- she would come to the Ezra's Noshim of the Shul, and she would daven and she would say, Good morning, she said it in, 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 in Hebrew or in Aramaic, Tzafra Tova Lekim Rachimoi, Good morning to Hashem the Rachamon. She says, I can't uh, spend too much time here in the Shul, because I have to go home to prepare food for my Avramala, for my Avram, that he should have Kayach, he should have strength, Two, be Isaac b'tayraschah kedoisha. Shalom lach elikim rachimoi. Shalom to you, Hashem the Rachamon. That was the short tefillah she would say every day to the Rabbi Nishalaylam and the Ezes Nashim, and though and then go back home to take care of her little son Avramala. His father was killed in the year Tuf Tesvav, which is sixteen fifty-five, which we are very familiar with. Because, as we've talked about Tach Vitat, 1648-1649, and the Cossacks continued on their um, rampage 
for a number of years, and we went through the Ber HaGoyla in Vilna, the Shach in Vilna, in Tav Tezvav in 1655, and uh, that's, that's when his father was killed in, by the Cossacks in that year as well. His relative, Reb Yitzchak from the city of Lisa, and again, we talked about Lisa last time as an Ir Ve'en Yisrael. He was one of the G'dayli Hadar, this Reb Yitzchak Melisa. We don't have much Torah from him. The Magan Avram quotes him in Hilchus Pesach in regards to soaking uh, wheat kernels. He says, So he was his relative, who was, he was an, a resident of Gumbin when he was younger. Eventually he became the Rav of Lisa. And uh, the Magan Avram quotes him in Hilchus Pesach. So this Reb Yitzchak from Lisa in his Haskama Two, the Magen Avram writes, Shehu Sher Beisi, he's my relative, Uven Iri, and we came from the same city, Mibnam Shel Kedoshim, he's the children of Kedoshim, Shenergu Bavineseinu Harabim B'Shas Hagzeira B'Yemzam, who were killed in, the, in that uh, day of, of Gzeira, the terrible day, B'Yemzam, that day of anger, B'Kak Gumbin, in the city of Gumbin, in the year Tav Tes Vav. B'Chlal, um, as we know from many of our shiurim, we glean many, many historical things from hakdamas, from haskamas. And I saw one of the grandchildren of the Magan Avram, and grandchildren I mean like 10th generation from the Magan Avram, um, who has a sefer and uh, some svarim and shas from Eretz Yisrael. Um, the name slips me at, at the moment. Tamar, I think his name was. Ale Tamar, I think, are the names of the svarim. And um, he was a 10th generation, and I think he writes that all 10 generations were Rabbanim, straight from the Magan Avram. But he writes there, in numerous places, he quotes little things about the Magan Avram, and he says that it's, it's a shame, he says, that most printings of the Shulchan Aruch did not print the Askamas to the Magan Avram, he says, because you, you learn so much from Askamas, and they're taken missing. Some of the newer versions of the Shulchan Aruch um, have reprinted the Haskamas, and we'll talk about that a little later. Now, the I want to go out on a limb here. The uh, historians, they then, if you will look up the history of the Magan Avram, they're going to say that he went to learn um, to, as a Talmud of Rabbi Yitzchak of Posen, a different Rabbi Yitzchak, also from the Gedali Hadar. Um, and um, I did some research, and I don't think it's really possible, because Rabbi Yitzchak was first a Rav in Lutsk and in Haradna, Haradna's Gradna, that's in Belarus, um, modern-day Belarus, but basically it's way, way east. And in Tafchav Beis, he was still in Haradna, there's a letter from him. He became the Rav of Vilna in Tafchav Dalid after the Chalkas Mechaikek. And only in the year Tafchav Ches, um, Tafchav Ches, did he become the Rav of Posen. Now, as we'll see, the Magan Avram, at that point, when he became the Ram of Posen, the Magan Avram was already married and in the city of Kalish, already for eight years, from the year Tuf Chaf, and he was already almost finished, or at least involved in his Sefer, Magan Avram, in that year Tuf Chaf Ches. So it's not possible that he went to Posen to learn under Rabbi Yitzchak, because he, he wasn't, Rabbi Yitzchak was in the neighborhood when he was a young person going to learn. And by the time Rabbi Yitzchak was in the neighborhood, it was way after he was already a, a Rav already, a Dayan already. He was already, he was already an accomplished person. Um, I, I think, personally, I think the mistake comes from the fact 
that um, in the chuvas of Rav Yitzhak Miposen that was put out by Mechayin Yerushalayim, there are two chuvas there too that the, uh, the, the Magan Avram uh, was written to the Magan Avram. In both of those chuvas, the Magan Avram refers to him as Moiri Virabi or Tamidcha. And in fact, the first tshuva um, in Simen Aleph, the first tshuva is actually brought by the Magan Avram in Simen Aleph in Shulchan Aruch. Sifkatan Yadalif, he writes, Shualti Espi Hagoin Mirena of Yitzchak Av Bezdin Posen, Bishnas Tov Chavches. That's the year of Yitzchak became the Rav of Posen. And uh, there's a, and in Simon Lamed Bey, Sifkatan Memzayin, the, the Magan Avram quotes him again, Hagoin Mephis Dereno Mirena Harav. So it's interesting. In the Chuvas, he calls him Mirevarabi or Tamidcha. When he quotes him in Magan Avram, he doesn't call him his Rebbe. He calls him the Gadol Hadar, Moifes Hadar, Hagayin. Um, so I, I think, and I'm, again, this is only my opinion, that I think that the mistake comes from as follows. The Al-Yarabah, who was a Talmud of the Magan Avram, in his Haskama to Magan Avram writes, Eichasid Va'anav, that he was an unbelievable, humble person. And I think that when he was writing to Rabbi Yitzchak Miposen, who he considered the Gadol Hadar and was from the Gedali Hadar, when he wrote to him, he said he was Machni himself. He said, called him Marivarabi, he called him Talmidcha. Posen and, and Kalish, as we'll see where he was at the time, were not far from each other, 120 kilometers in the same neighborhood. So he referred to him in his letters to him as, uh, as my Rebbe, as your Talmud. But he, he was never really his Talmud. He was the God of Adar. And therefore that is why when he quotes him in Magan Avram, he doesn't call him my Rebbe. And when Rabbi Yitzchak Miposen wrote a, a Haskama to say for Magan Avram, nowhere does he call him my Talmud, and nowhere does it say on the Haskama, this is from his Rebbe. So that's why I think that that's where the mistake came from. And in fact, in the in the in the Hakdama to Chuvas Yitzchak Miposen that Mechon Yerushalayim put out, they write an interesting lush and they write Bidoyrus Achroinim. In later generations, it became known that Reb Yitzchak was the Rebbe of the Magen Avram. It seems like it was like a, a new found thing, the new Chiddush that they found. So that's uh, that's my hashara of why that mistake was made. But if you look in people in the Taldus, they wrote at a certain age he went to Posen to learn by Reb Yitzchak, and like I said, it's impossible that uh, that that he did that because he wasn't imposing um, at the time. He got married to a, a woman, um, Rabbit Sindina, who was a Rav in a city, a little shtetl around Posen. So now, just to put things into perspective, um, um, Gumbin is uh, where, where he was born. Um, about 220 kilometers west of Gumbin is Posen, western Poland. So he married her, and from there he went to live in the city Kalish, which is about 120 kilometers southeast of Posen, um, again, like in between um, Gumbin and Posen. Now, last time we talked about Kalush with a Vav, Kuf Aleph Lamed Vav Shin. That's all the way in the Ukraine. That's in uh, Galicia. That's where the Rabiak of Melissa was. This is a city in Poland called Kalish. Um, Kuf Aleph Lamed Yud Shin, and we spoke about this city when with Rabbi Shleim Eger, his first Rabbanus years later was in the city of Kalish, and he became the Magen Avram went to live there, and he needed a Parnasa, so he became a Malamed. He taught children, and in fact, in Kalish, he was known as Rab Abula Melamed. That was his nickname, Rab Abula the Melamed. He was uh, an Ani He was very poor. 
and he lived in a martef. A martef literally is translated as a cellar. I saw some people translate it as a cave. I'm not sure why, but I would say it's a cellar, a moist, damp cellar. Um, that's how poor he was. And in the in there's a sefer called uh, Toldus Yehudei Kalish about the Jews of Kalish throughout the generations. And they write there that till the Holocaust, you were able to go and see in that cellar there was things written and erased in um, using charcoal on the wall. Why? Because he was so poor, the Magen Avram, that he didn't have money to buy paper. And he would actually gather the, the when they used to uh, bind Svarim a lot of times, or they would, you know, they would have extra pieces of paper that were cut off. So he would collect all those cut scraps of paper, and he would write on them his chidushim. And sometimes uh, he didn't even have that. So he would write on the wall with... Um, with charcoal, and then when he would get paper, he would transfer it onto paper, erase what was on the wall, and uh, the next time it happened, he would write again. It was like a chalkboard, and you were able to see the 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 uh, the roishem. You were able to see the uh, writings, or at least the erasings of the charcoal, all the way up until the Holocaust. The Yehuda Kalish were able to show such a thing. That's uh, you know a good two hundred um, some years that you were able to still see that. He was also a very sickly and weak person. But even so, he would sometimes, from time to time, he would go by foot to Posen, 120 kilometers, as we said, to be Ma'ayan in Svarim that he couldn't find in his city in Kalish. Now, in the year Tafchaf, so the year Tafchaf is in 1660, 1660, the Shach came to Kalish. He, his son was getting married there. Ramosha, the son of the Shach, got married there. And the Shach gave a Jerosh on the Shul. And he asked a very hard question. And the Chachmei Ho'ir were not able to answer it. There was one Bacher there. He went to his Rebbe, Rabbi Avram Melamed, Rabbi Avram Melamed. And uh, the Magan Avram gave a good Teretz. And he brought back the Teretz to the Shach. The Shach asked to speak to him. And they sat there and they talked and learning for about an hour. And all of a sudden, the townspeople realized that this Malamed wasn't just Tama Malamed, he was a Tama Chachamader who could hold his ground together with the Shach. Um, and after some time, they then promoted him to be a Dayan in the city of Kalish. Um, he was never a Rav, he was a Dayan in the city. There's another version of the story that the Shach actually came to the school to give Bechinus to the children, uh, to the Bachram, and he was able to see from the way they knew how to learn that the Malamed was an Adam Gadol, and he went to the Rav and he says, you have an Adam Gadol here as a Malamed. Um, who was the Rav at the time? The Rav at the time was Rabbi Yisrael ben Reb Shapira. Now Reb Shapira is the name of the Megala Mukais. And some mistakenly think that he was the son of the Megala Mukais. However, in that Sefer Taldus Yehudi um, Kalish, it says over there clearly that he was a cousin of the Megala Mukais. Um, and in the, he also, this Rabbi Yisrael wrote a Haskama to the Magan Avram um, as well. It's printed in the front of uh, those Shulchan Aruchs that have the Haskamas. But even though he became a Dayan, his primary Avoida was teaching Talmidim all of his days, and like his son writes in the Akdama, Le'mashu Talmidov mi The Talmidim never left him, he was always involved with Talmidim. As we mentioned before, one of his prime Talmidim was Rebelio Shapiro, who was named, who was known as the El Yarabah. 
He was the Rav of, of Kellen, you know, where later the Machsas HaShekel was the Rav. We spoke about him then. The uh, El Yarab was born in about 1660, so he was a young. He, he was uh, later in the Magen Avram's life that he was his Talmud, but he was one of his Talmidim, and he wrote Haskama to the Magen Avram, and he writes Ani Makirai, I know the Mechaber, because when I drew water, the hands of Elio, meaning I drew the water. Um, when I was young, he was from the Gedaili Hadar, we are going to follow his light. Those are the words of the, uh, the El Yerabah. Now, the Magan Avram held the city of Kalish in very high regard. In Simon Reish Ramdal, he writes, Excuse me. Lika Lika Chazevel Mina Rechayiv and Shabbos to hire Goyim um, as a job as a kablon to take the garbage out of the street and they do it on Shabbos even though it's a malacha day raisa and he writes with Tzarek Leimar it must be the Godel Echad Hayrlem Kach must be one of a Godel Paskins for them that way and therefore even though he doesn't understand it necessarily however he um, he he Paskins like that he says this is what they did in the city of Kalish. And in Tav Samach Zayin, in Hilchus um, Pesach, he also brings the Paikak Kalish, their Noyagin, Heter Mikadzmainim, they have a Heter from, from earlier times to take Agosim pears, dry pears, and they make it into some type of drink. They buy it from Goyim on Pesach. They don't eat the pears, but they'll they'll drink the drink that comes from the pears. And he gives a whole shtikol Torah why it's mutter. He says, um, He says that's how I am going to be miyash of this custom, even though other places are machmer, but here the minig is to be mekel. So he held the minhagim and the rabbanim of Kalish in very high esteem. His son writes in Akdama that he wrote many Svarim, however, not because he wanted to be a Balgaiva. Rather, it seems that his friends had asked him to put out Chidushim on all four tour of Shulchan Aruch. And his son writes that he answered them with his Goydel an Visanusai, like we said before, he was quite humble. He said to them, We already have Mefarshim on Shulchan Aruch, at least on three of the four Chalke Shulchan Aruch. He says, but on the fourth one, since we don't have a Mefarish yet, that's on Tor Arachayim, I'm going to write it. Well, because he loved his friend so much, he didn't hold back. And he says, his son writes that when he wrote the Sefer Magan Avram, he was not even 30 years old yet. And he writes, and even though he had Yisurim Kashim, he had a lot of Yisurim, and he was always afflicted and pained, however, he still continued to learn. His son-in-law, who was the Rav of a place called Kutna, writes that uh, at a time he was living in his father-in-law's house, he was like tutoring Bakrim, and he says that we weren't able to learn in the house because of the noise. He says my father-in-law was a weak person and he couldn't handle the noise of the Talmidim there. Um, so you see, and again, he was a young person at the time, in his 30s maybe, and he, and he, he wasn't well. The Askama of a Yid named Rav Shmuel from Krakow who was the Rav of Frankfurt, that's how he signs his name, he says, the Mechaber I know very well, he always, um, he was Isaac, not for Gaiva, and even when he wrote his Svarim, he wasn't here to say, this is what the Halacha is, and you have to accept what I'm saying, here, this is what I think, handle and learning, and Maso Matan, and choose which way you want to pass it. Now, 
His son writes that I heard from his Talmidim that one time they asked him what would be the name of the Sefer that, uh, if he would print it. And he said he wants the Sefer to be called Ner Yisrael. He answered it Bakroi Balma, just like is like a quick answer. Sounds like he didn't put a lot of thought into it. And it stands for Ner, there the light. And Yisrael stands for Yafa um, Shel Rebavram Levi. The Ner Yafa, the, the, the good light, the good candle of Rebavram the Levi. So, um, and he continues and he writes, in my father's Ksavyad, uh, I didn't find a Hakdama, he didn't write a preface, because he says he was such an honor, he probably didn't even want his name to be put on the Sefer. Now, in the year 1671, in Tuf Lamed he got four Haskamas from the Gedolim of Poland, Rabbi Yitzchak of Pozen, Rabbi Yitzchak of Lisa, Rabbi Saul Shapiro, the Rav of Kalish. We mentioned these three before. And I couldn't find what the fourth one, the fourth Haskama, it's not in the front of the Shulchan Aruchs, but all the historians say he took four Haskamas. But these three we have. So in 1671, the Sefer was ready to be printed, and his brother, Rabbi Yehuda, from Krakow, took the manuscript to Amsterdam to print it. However, he was nifter on the way, and it did not get printed. Now, in the year Tuf Lamed Vav, um, 1676, there was a big fire in the Kehillah of Kalish, and then because of that there was a pogrom, because the students there said it was the Jews' fault, and they wanted to kill all the Jews, and they beat up the Magan Avram, and he, he said, I was uh, just one step away from death, from their swords. He had to escape the city together with his son-in-law and his son-in-law writes that we uh, we rested by the water outside the city and then some villagers came with big swords and knives and wanted to kill us. Another Jew came and recognized the Magan Avram and he showed him a side way to get into the local village. His son-in-law says we stayed there till the morning. We davened there without tefillin. We didn't have anything. We didn't have any money, he says. The only thing I had, he says, interesting thing. The only thing I had was five small coins that I never leave the house without it in order that when I'm in shul and I have to give staka, I shouldn't be embarrassed that I don't have any money. So I always keep five small coins with me just in case. He says, I use those coins to buy some uh, peppers or something, some melons. Um, and uh, he says, then we went back to the city and there was nothing left. The entire Jewish quarter was totally burnt down. Only the shul survived. The Magad Avram lost over 400 svarim that he had. Again, I, that's what it says there. Um, all of his clothing. And they were pushed left with nothing in the city. And there was no place to even stay. Because even Gaisha houses, they made an announcement. No one's allowed to host any Jews. Because they're the ones who caused the, uh, the fire. Um, he says, because of that, we had to go to a different city, Krachin. It's about 52 kilometers away. I guess eventually the city was rebuilt, and um, and he came back to the city. Now, in the year Tuf Mem Aleph, a new sefer was printed, a sefer called Eilas Tamid, printed by Reb Shmuel ben Harav Yosef, one of the Dayanim of Krakow. And this sefer was on, on, on Shulchan Arach, on Arachayim, and it was like wildfire accepted amongst the Lamdim in Kla Yisrael. The Magan Avram got the Sefer and he started every halacha kemat he argued with the Eilas Tamid. He went and he went through each halacha and he showed his Talmidim that, he, that the Eilas Tamid made a mistake. He was totally mevatel the words of the, 
of the Eilas Tamid. And that's why when you learn Magan Avram, you'll see numerous times, Delay Ke'ayin Tuf, Delay Ke'ayin Tamid, or Eilas Tamid Lay Duk. And he doesn't even bring what the Eilas Tamid says, because at that time, everybody had an Eilas Tamid. It was like the Mishnah Brewer of the day. Everybody had the Eilas Tamid. So, obviously, now, like we said, he hadn't printed Magan Avram, the printing never happened. So he was going through it again now, with the Eilas Tamid, and adding into the Magan Avram, <coughs> excuse me, where he felt the Eilas Tamid was incorrect. And this is a constant in Magan Avram, that he's arguing and being mevato, the words of the Eilas Tamid, um, so much so, that Lemaisa, the Eilas Tamid, was come out and never reprinted again, and was totally became bottle from uh, from Klai Yisrael. Like I said, it's interesting how the Hashkacha of which Svar Marniskabel works. Um, now his son his son writes in the Akdama, he starts off, Baruch Avram Asher Migain Tsare Biyada. It's a lotion of Mogain. Mogain, a lotion of protecting that the Tsar of of Avram, Hashem, Hashem uh, protected him and gave him the the strength to be mekabel yisurim shall ava shaloya Like we said before, he had a lot of yisurim. He was a sickly person. He says even al mishkave when he was laying in bed hoyanenach and he was groaning loishakat loinach. He didn't stop learning, and he like makes a lot of play on words here. The his son kol yamav chaylin b'tahara hoysalai. In 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 Gemara we have the concept of chulin b'tahara. People who eat chulin, regular food that has no kedusha to it, bitahara, but they act as if it has kedusha. So he's he's making a play on words here. Chaylin, not chulin. Chaylin, he was sick. Kalyam of chaylin, all of his days he was sick. Bitahara is alive, but he was still bitahara because he still learned taira. V'leimashu tamidim in beis halay, like we mentioned before, the tamidim never stopped from coming to him. Uchimach shaloi haya ben kayach, and he he didn't even have strength, but still he continued teaching tamidim. Again, remember, he was a young man in his 30s, the early 40s, perhaps. God, G'dayli Hadar Ishkimu L'Pesach Allah, his son writes, the G'dayli Hadar would come to ask him, Shailaz, Kaldavar Halacha L'Shailai V'Leimona Mehem, and he didn't uh, hold back from them. And in fact, it's an interesting thing, his son-in-law, I found a, a diary, sort of, that his son-in-law wrote, and there's a lot of interesting things there about the Magan Avram, and he writes that he was wanted to become a Rav. In order to become a Rav at the time, he had to get a, uh, a Heter Hayra, he had to get like Smicha from the Gedali Hadar to allow you to become a Rav. So he said there were 13 Rabbanim who were deciding if he's Roy to become a Rav, and one of them was Rebitzuk Miposin, and Rebitzuk from Posen said that this son-in-law, this son-in-law was, like I said before, his name was Ramayushu Kassil Kaufman Katz, he was the Rav of Kutna, and he said, Rabbi Tzimposin said, Arachayim and Chayshem Mishbat, he learned as my Talmud, and he knows them both by heart. Yeridea, he learned with his father-in-law, and he also knows it by heart. So one of the Rabbanim said, one second, how could a father-in-law testify for his son-in-law? Klum of made Abinaya, father could testify for his son? And Rabbi Tzimposin answered, he said, Rebabullah with his chasidos, his piety, is kedai l'hayda love. He could testify about his son, his son, his son, which is his son-in-law here. Now I just want you to realize his son-in-law was all of 19 years old at the time, and he knew Chayshemishbat Arachayim and Yeridaya Balpe, and that's why he was roy to become to become a rav. 
Um, so this is how the Gedolim viewed his Chasidus. Um, that was his Lashen. Kedai Rav Abel Abel um, his son continues in the Hakdam and writes, in his short days, he learned the amount of Torah that people would learn in a hundred years. However, he didn't reach the age of 50. The Magen Avram was Nifter before the age of 50. When was he Nifter? He was Nifter, as we said, Gimel Tishrei, Tzayim Gedalia, in Tuf Mem Gimel, 1682. So that's Be'erech, he's, according to Archejman, about 45 years old, and he was buried in the city of Kalish. Now you'll notice the Magen Avram has not yet been printed yet. The Sefer Magen Avram has not yet been printed, and he was Nifter. There was an attempt to print it much earlier, as we said, in 1671, but uh, this is 11 years later, has not yet been printed. So his son continues in Nakdam and writes, Haya Sefer Tamun Bistakim This Sefer was hidden in cracks and crevices. Tachas Rishus Acherim. It was in other people's Rishus. It had other people's property. It seems that They wouldn't listen to anybody. In other words, somehow other people got a hold of the manuscript and uh, they couldn't get it away from them to print. He writes, even though there was decreed on them, with easy and more strict gezeris, from the leaders of the generation, they would put them in cherem, in shamta, v'nidoi. They wouldn't give it up. So it was, it was stuck there. Until he says, Hashem was somehow he got people on his side, his son, and they were able to go to the Vad Arba Haratzus. We've talked about that numerous times. That was the governing board in Poland. Um, Rabbi Tzokaposin being, I think, one of the signatures, maybe even third signature on the Vad Arba Haratzus, because he was from the Gedali Adar. And um, they, uh, they gave us Psakim and Ksavim, and eventually, we were finally able to free the, the manuscript from those who were, quote-unquote, holding it hostage. He says, at that point now, I had to know, go find money to print the Sefer. And it was very hard. He was trying to collect money. Until he convinced Reb Shabsi Mishoyer Bas. Reb Shabsi Mishoyer Bas is the author of the Sifsei Chachamim. And he had a printing press in a city called Direnfart. Derenfart is near Breslau. It's about 117 kilometers from Kalish. And he was actually a Yelid Kalish. He was born in Kalish, so he had some affinity to the city. And uh, he decided to print it. However, instead of just printing the Magan Avram, they decided to print the Sefer. What was the Sefer? The Sefer was not just the Magan Avram. It's the Magan Avram with the Sefer written by the Taz, the Ture Zov which we've spoken about the Taz in Adar by his yard site. So they decided to put it together, these two Svarim, the two Rezov, together with Rabbi Avram Sefer called Ner Yisrael, two Svarim, and they are going to call this Sefer Mogine Eretz. That's why if you open up a Shulchan Aruch on the front uh, title page, you'll see it's, set, it's called Sefer Mogine Eretz, those who protect the land. This is the name they gave it. And they renamed the Taz's Sefer Mogin David. He had seemingly called it Turezov. And they renamed the Mogin Avram Mogin Avram. And that's where his son writes in Akdama, as I was going to name my father's Sefer, I asked one of the Talmidim, and he said my father wanted it called Ner Yisro, but he named it Mogin Avram. 
Now, besides for the four Haskamas that the Magen Avram had for his Sefer, like I said before, I couldn't find the fourth one, but there were four Haskamas that he had for his Sefer, they went around and they got another 17 Haskamas from the year Tuf Nun Beis, which is 1692. And that's why if you look at the Haskamas, you'll see that some of them have the year Tuf Lamed Aleph on them. Those are the ones the Magen Avram got himself when he wanted to print it then. And then in 1692, they got Haskamas from other Gedolim, like the El Yaraba, who was a Talmud of the Magen Avram. He's writing Haskama because it's after his Rebbe was already Nifter. And uh, 17 other Haskamas for a total of 21 Haskamas to the Sefer. And they renamed it Magine Eretz. His, his son writes, I didn't want that the Torah should be Munachas Karen Zovis because the Torah is It protects people. Torah protects you while you're learning, even when you're not learning it. So therefore, it's called the Magen. Torah is the Magen. I didn't want this Magen, this shield, to just be um, not printed. I wanted Kalah Yisrael to benefit from this Magen. Now that's when he writes um, that I heard that my father wanted to call Ner Yisrael. And he says, I didn't think it's such a problem. And he writes something, I'm not sure what he means. He says, it's okay because Avram is included in Yisrael. So I'm not sure exactly. Somehow he sees Mog and Avram and Ner Yisrael, the two, the two names are related to each other. But then he says, Ner Yisrael has the same gematria as Mogine Eretz, with only one Yud in Mogine, the last Yud. Mogine Eretz, David, that's the Taz is Reb David, Avram, Hasegel Zal. They were both Levian. So Megine Eretz, David, Avram, Hasegel Zal is 790. Now Yisrael is 791. So it's, uh, it's one off. You're allowed to be one off. It's the same gematria. So that's how he said, even though my father sort of said Bakroi Balma. Again, he never really named the Sefer. It sounds like he just, you know, off the cuff answered his Talmidim, Now Yisrael. So he felt that he included the name Magen Avram in there. But that is why if you open up a Shulchan Aruch, you'll see the Shulchan Aruch in the middle. And you'll see on the right side, or on the inside uh, column, is the Taz. And you'll see at the top of the page, that's called Taz Magen David. Because really, the Taz called Hisvarim to Rezav, they renamed it Magen David. On the other side, you'll see Magen Avram Nun Yod. Nun Yod here stands for Nar Yisrael, because they wanted that name to be there as well. Those are the two Svarim that were printed um, together. So his so basically his sefer was printed in 1692, which is um, which is almost uh, ten years after his petira. So that's what I mean. Excuse me. That's what I mean about the hashkocha here. Um, the sefer wasn't printed bechayav. Then the Eilis Tamid came along. The sefer was 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 stuck by people who didn't want to give it up. Eventually, it was printed and it became the Pesach Acharon for Klal Yisrael. Uh, again, after his life, after his lifetime. Now, besides for the Magen Avram, he also wrote the sefer called Zayis Ranon and the Yalkut Shemoni. And in the beginning of that sefer Zayis Ranon, there's also a sefer called Shemin Sasain. Um, which is Biurim ala Torah, but only goes up to Parshas Chayesara. He wrote Mogen Avram on Toisefta Seder Nezikin. He also wrote some Kinois, or some, some uh, he was a Python. He wrote a Kina for Tishabov about Kedushas Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael, and the letters in the beginning of the stanza spell, spell out his name, Avram Berebichayim Kadosh. 
He also wrote a short song, I think either for Shavuos or for Simchas Taira. His son-in-law, we mentioned before, was the Rav of Kutna. He brings in his Sefer pieces from the manuscripts of his father-in-law on other Chalakim of Shulchan Aruch. And over there, there's a whole Sefer on Shemais Begitin, the names of men and women by Gitin. And uh, he brings the Sefer there. It's interesting in that in the diary that I mentioned before, his son-in-law writes, it was a time he didn't have Parnasa, and his father-in-law gave him a few kontresim from his Mogan Avram that he should go print it and maybe sell it and make some Parnasa from it. It doesn't seem that uh, it ever happened, but it's an interesting thing that even though the Sefer wasn't printed, his father-in-law was willing to give him a few uh, notebooks of it to go print and, and earn a few uh, so, some money from it. Now the Magen Avram is a very deep sefer. He speaks uh, very in, in in a very short lashon, um, very brief, probably because he didn't have a lot of money to write. He didn't have a lot of paper. He didn't have ink. He didn't have a lot to write. Um, he he goes in depth into the words of the Gemara, Taisvis, the Rishonim, in Bekitzerav. I in this look here. It's it's very hard to understand what he wants. Uh, most of the time, he relies on the fact that he, either you're going to look it up yourself or you're going to know it. And he speaks Biramazim, very, uh, very, uh, n- not, not very direct and clear. Most of the time, he's coming to answer the words of the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, um, even if it's a Doichek, Venerli Eliyasha B'Doichek. That's his, his style, is to be Mefarish, the words of the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Um, very often, he bases his words on the words of Taisvis and gleans halachas from the words of Taisvis. Numerous places he writes, This is the bottom line is the Shulchan Aruch, holding it in high esteem. He tries to make shalom between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah at times, but at other times where they argue, like in Simon Shin Chav, Sif Katan Aleph, he writes, Nearly the Moshe Ames, Ames, now it's interesting, those who know Magen Avram well, they write that the Magen Avram has a different relationship the way he looks at the Beis Yosef on the tour and the way he paskins in Shulchan Aruch, even though it's the same person and the Shulchan Aruch comes from the Beis Yosef, but the Shulchan Aruch, he feels, is like the Paisek Shein Lahara Achrav. You can't ask, you have to accept, you have to be make a doichik to figure it out. But the Beis Yosef, very often, he'll argue with and he'll, and he'll write to like Beis Yosef. He's very, he's very uh, strong to argue with the Beis Yosef. Very often, he's also very strong to argue with the Levush. Now, he had the Pirish of the Turezov. Again, the Turezov was printed with his Sefer, but it had not been printed when, when, uh, when the Magen Avram was alive. He had the manuscript of the Turezov. However, he must have had a different version of it because he brings different Nuschais. Um, could be there was an earlier version he had, for example, in Tav Samach Beis, when it talks about matzah nefucha, matzah that has like a blown up uh, part to it. He brings a whole piece from, he quotes the Taz, he brings a whole piece. We don't, we have that, but not the exact lotion that he brings, and not as lengthy. And he writes, the Taz was hifriz al midoisav lahakel roish bedavar. The Taz went overboard here, he was too lenient in something that our fathers and our forefathers um, were noyeg and iser. Um, very often he tries to be miyashiv minhagim, like we showed before from the minhagim of the city of Kalish. He brings from the Zoyar Alat, Divrei Kabbalah, especially from Kisvi Arizal and the Shla. He would bring pieces from there, and it plays a role in Psach Halacha as well. Lemaisa, the Karbanisano, writes in a, in a tshuva, 
Chuvas Karmen Samal Simon Ches, he writes, Ki hu Katzlin Gadol, he writes to his son, Lor Magan Avram, but he's very, very brief, he's a Katzrin Gadol, Vinitvas Veloy Sidr, and it wasn't printed very clearly, Mole Tais, it was filled with mistakes. If you remember, the Chavis Yar, whose Yartse was in Teves, the Chavis Yar had a Sefer called Mechar Chaim An Arachaim. And the Chavis Yar really planned on printing a Sefer Mechar Chaim, but he writes in the Akdama to Chavis Yar that because of different things, the printing <coughs> was delayed. This was in 1679. He says the printing was delayed of Mekar Chaim, and then when he finally wanted to print Mekar Chaim, a new Sefer, Megine Eretz, um, was printed. So this is 1679, he wanted to print it. Megine Eretz wasn't printed till um, 1692. Um, so that's how many years it was, and he says at that point, he says, I found most of what I wrote was already in the Mangan Avram. And in Chavis Yor Simintes, he writes to someone, he says, you bringing from the Sefer Magin David, which is the Taz, he says, I want to tell you, more than two-thirds of my Sefer Makar Chaim, I found in that Sefer Magin Eretz. And he says, Lodaiti, both, both of them, the Magin David and the Magin Avram, meaning the Taz and Magin Avram, Loyosu Madura Basra, they never really did a second version of their Sefer, and therefore their words are not, doesn't flow clearly, it's filled with mistakes. So these are the words of the Karben Asano, the Chavis Yor, and because of that many Gedolim worked very hard and wrote many, many Svarim to be Miyashiv and to explain the words of the Magan Avram, like the Machsis HaShekel, who we talked about in Nisan, that's the one on the bottom of Shulchan Aruch, that's the primary Mefarish on the, on the, um, and the Mogan Avram, again, the Machsa Shekel lived between uh, late, mid-1700s, Nifter in 1806, so it was a while after him. The Levushe Srad is on the side of Yeshulchan Aruch, he lived in the also late 1700s, early 1800s. The Primagodim was earlier, he lived in the mid-1700s, 1727 to 1792, and many other Svarim as well came to explain the words of the Mogan Avram. And when you learn the Machsa Shef, you see he takes two words of every Mogan Avram, and he goes and explains the whole Gemara, and the background, and the Paiskim, and you see all that the Mogan Avram was putting into those few words. So that is the Mogan Avram, who's the Paisik in Klai Yisrael, the Ashkochas Hashem, that that Sefer became the Paisa Gachron, even over the Taz, who was printed with him. However, he became the Paisa Gachron, um, Nifter at the age of 45, Sefer wasn't even printed by Yomav, Sefer was held hostage for a while till it was finally pr- pr- printed, but that's Ashkochas Hashem, that we should have the Magan Avram as the Paisa Gachron, Shusa Yogan Aleinu Yisrael, again, his Yardzeh will be Gimel Tishrei, um, this year will be his 339th yard site. Schusa Yogan Elenova Kal Yisrael. Everyone should have a wonderful day. Kaltov. Recording stopped.